Good afternoon. We're at the end of week 24 and this wrap-up entitled More on the Learns Plan. Senate Bill 294 is what will be the Learns Plan if it becomes law and it is the most sweeping school reform bill ever to occur in this state. Happy Friday. Thank you for what you've been able to accomplish this week. Every week of this school year has resulted in positive results for our students demonstrated by our district goals data. I was very happy to report to the board Tuesday night that our on grade level reading percentage has reached 67%. This surpasses our goal of 60 and we still have several weeks of instruction to make the final push before uh, final push for our below level readers and get them ready. And I do not mean ready for the ACT Aspire. I mean ready for what comes next. Speaking of the ACT Aspire test, the one caveat I would make about our reading score is that the way we are measuring on level is much more thorough than the way the ACT Aspire measures it. And I worry about that. I feel much more confident about our methods telling us whether our students can read or not. I want to thank our team of interventionists for the work they are doing to bring us these numbers. It has not been simple. The rest of this wrap-up will be about Senate Bill 294, but I want to provide one more bit of recognition for our district. I learned today that Holly Harshman has fully implemented 77% of Tier 1 behavioral interventions in our Positive Behavioral Intervention Support System, that's PBIS. This is part of our effort to reduce discipline referrals. You can see what all that entails in the document that's linked in the text. All our campuses are getting great recognition for the progress they are making, and this, latest, this is the latest milestone. On Senate Bill 294, the bill was released Monday afternoon and I emailed it to all staff on Tuesday. If you have not read the bill yet, there's a link in the text to the bill along with the fiscal impact on the state. The bill is 144 pages. Brianne Davis of Russellville is the sponsor. 12 of the 20 members of the House Education Committee and 55 of the 100 members of the House of Representatives are co-sponsors of the bill. You may check the current status and keep up with the progress at a link that's provided in the text. The bill was given a due pass recommendation from the Senate Education Committee on Wednesday, but with the expectations that there would be amendments made by the House Education Committee. There are a lot of good things in this bill, but there are a lot of questions about how to accomplish those things and how much funding will schools receive in order to pay for those things. I will touch on a few key points that raise concerns and are being considered for amendments. Early childhood. This part of the bill is encouraging, except that there, are, there may not be a full understanding of the costs associated with the language that is used. For example, Section 51 is an expanded requirement for dyslexia screening in grades kindergarten through two. The time and personnel needed for screening would be an increased cost to a district because of the frequency required in the bill. Also, with current dyslexia laws in the state, this requirement would trigger interventions that we would not have the personnel for because so many kindergartners begin school with dyslexia markers. Not because they have dyslexia, 
because they have had no introduction to letters, sounds, and other early literacy practices. Screeners are currently used to inform teachers and help make decisions about how to proceed, but we don't report this data to the state. I believe this is why the screening language is in the bill. We are asking that this portion be amended and clarified. Teacher fair dismissal. We've asked for more specific language on due process and, and only to reduce the red tape and bureaucracy in the Teacher Fair Dismissal Act as it currently is written. There are false ideas that repealing the TFD Act means that anyone may be fired for any reason, but that is not true. We feel that defining due process will help end that fear, but keep enough of the old, old language out to make non-renewal non or termination a simpler process. Funding. In the last wrap-up, I explained how the teacher raises would be funded and that until we know how much foundation funding will be received, it's hard to put a price tag on the bill. That has not changed. I also explained in the last wrap-up that the minimum salary would move to $50,000 but that the salary schedule law will be repealed, meaning that there is no salary schedule. The only new information I've been sharing about this is that if Mina moved our base salary up to $50,000 and tried to keep our current salary schedule, we would be bankrupt within three years. The governor intends to accomplish this pay increase by giving schools enough money to get every licensed staff member who does not earn 50,000 per year that amount. Anyone who is earning more than $50,000 already will be given a, a $2,000 raise. This will be new money that is earmarked for salaries that will always be provided. When we are able to determine exact dollar amounts, such as for our foundation funds, we will better be able to communicate with all staff what future salaries will be. Leadership. This is a very large bill with a lot of uncertainty within it. So the primary fear, especially for small schools, is the impact of unintended consequences. Throughout the state's history, there have been rules and laws that resulted in school closures. This is, this is the primary concern of this bill since it, since it is so large and there are so many parts of it without clear methods for implementation. In our leadership PLC, we just finished a book by Simon Sinek called Leaders Eat Last. He points out that one of the big mistakes that leaders make is to make an abstraction of the people they lead. This means that we forget each person as an individual and only consider them as part of a larger group, lessening personal connections. I've used this example before when focusing on our efforts to make sure our community is confident by not making our parents and our students an abstraction. I hope that our leaders in Little Rock have not made it a mistake had made, have not made this mistake and are making an abstraction of schools and the people in them. Each district has its own unique culture and traditions, and in most of Arkansas, each school is the heart of the community, and without it, the community would lose its spirit. In closing, again, this is a large bill, and there is much more than can be covered in this wrap-up. There are a lot of good things within this bill that will enhance education in Arkansas. We just need clarity and we need to be involved in the rule writing if it becomes law. We are sending amendments to legislators that will be presented by our Administrators Association. I suggest that you read it yourself 
and ask your own questions. There's a link to a summarization of each section made by Lucas Harder, ASBA attorney. That stands for Arkansas School Board Association. There's also the latest from the Thought Exchange, and that link remains open for you to give your feedback and thoughts and rank other thoughts. At Mena Public Schools, our students are prepared, our staff is supported, and our community is confident. Have a great weekend.